0: Well, welcome to week one of our brand new series that we're calling Operation. We believe that right now many people are living life with the need of an operation. You see, many of us are dealing with hurts and habits and hang-ups and circumstances in our life. It's September, and so we know that many of you are getting back into routine. Summer is coming to a close. There's a new season ahead of us. Many of the kids are getting back in school. We're still balancing the pandemic that is around us. We're still in the middle of a divisive political climate. There's division still across our country. There are many of us that are still dealing and struggling with the issues that are facing us in our lives and so we believe that instead of us trying to just put whatever we can do to fix it I know in our physical terms we're told to eat right and exercise right and get enough sleep and we're told to uh, you know take your medicine take your vitamins drink your milk do all the things and all of those things are good but there are a certain place where you can't do quite enough you try everything that you know to do But in the end, you have to get to the root of the problem, and sometimes that requires an operation. Some things need to either be removed or they need to be repaired. And it causes there to be an incision in our life where we can go deeper than the surface. You see, I think that there are lots of circumstances where we just try to stay at surface level. We try to put a band-aid on it. We try to put a little over-the-counter medication on it. But the problem is we're not getting deep enough at the root of it to either repair or remove the problem that is in our life. And so as we begin this series, Operation, today we're going to focus on spiritual surgery. I titled our message today Spiritual Surgery because I believe that until we address the spiritual circumstance of our life, we will never correct the other areas of our life. We will not be whole mentally and physically and financially and relationally until we are whole spiritually. And so, our series as we begin today comes out of Joel chapter 2, verse 13. And the Bible talks about having a surgery or an operation in this very passage of Scripture. And here's what it says Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. The writer of the scripture says, don't tear your clothing. Now in Old Testament custom, we read many places in the Bible when someone was dealing with grief or remorse from the actions of their life, they would uh, physically tear their clothing as a sign of their remorse or of their grief. And so the author of the scripture is saying, hey, don't don't tear your clothes. Don't worry about this superficial, this surface level stuff. No, you need to get to the core of it. There has to be an incision. You need to get in the root of the problem, and you need to begin tearing your heart because your heart is the representation of your life. Your heart is the representation of everything that is inside of you. You need to get to your heart, and potentially, you're going to need a heart transplant. And so today, I want to let you know as we begin this series, we've ran some spiritual tests and I have good news and I have some bad news but today is our first consultation together and over the next four weeks we're going to talk about our symptoms and our plan of treatment and so today I want us to focus in as we start this journey over the next four weeks of operation that we focus in on our spiritual life and the area of our spiritual life in which we need a spiritual surgery and I want to pray for you that today wherever you are and whatever you're doing that God will begin to speak to you right where you are so father I love you thank you for this day and all of my friends watching online I pray that this message today would convict us God I pray that it would correct us I pray that it would direct us in your ways. so father I pray that our ears hear you our minds understand you and our hearts retain Everything you say to us today so that we have a spiritual surgery. God, so that through this operation, God, we are spiritually healthy. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to give you a diagnosis and I want to give you some treatment. Three simple things today that I believe are impacting our lives in our spiritual capacity. And so if you're note-taking, and I hope you are, number one, I want you to write this down, is that you have a spiritual disease I told you there's good news and there's bad news we've ran some spiritual tests and as it turns out you have a spiritual disease that spiritual disease is your uh, sinful nature every single one of us are born into this world with a sinful Nature. I always think about it with my son. I spend a lot of time trying to craft him and mold him and make him into someone who has manners, someone who can say please and thank you, someone who thinks about other people and not just himself. You see, we have to be taught these things. We have to be taught please and thank you. Why is that? It's because we're born into a sinful nature. We don't have to practice being sinful. We don't have to practice doing the wrong thing. We don't have to learn from someone else. It is ingrained in us because we're born into a sinful world. Today, I want you to know that a part of your diagnosis and the reason that you find yourself struggling, the reason that I go back to struggles in my life is because I have a spiritual disease and it is my sin nature. Now, we need to understand something about this sinful nature and this spiritual disease. It is 100% contagious. Now, we're still battling COVID right now, and there's still a pandemic around us, and I know many of us are really tired of dealing with all of the things that are going on. We're heartbroken because we're impacted by loss and by sickness and all the things that are going around. But can I tell you that there is no greater sickness to be concerned about than the sickness of sin. You see, if something happens to me today, and this is the last moment that I have on this earth with you I know that eternity is waiting and it does not matter what my present circumstance is the biggest concern I have is the circumstance and the situation that's on the other side into eternity see this sickness this spiritual disease of sin it is 100 percent contagious we can all catch it and we are all affected by it it's not uncommon but if it's left untreated it is deadly the good news is it's all common to every single one of us regardless of where you are or what you've done or how you feel about yourself it is common to every single one of our lives but unfortunately if it's left untreated if you don't address the spiritual disease that is in your life it does cause death in our life I want you to look at the scripture with me in Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21 we're gonna spend our time today in Galatians chapter 5 and I want to give you what the Bible describes as this spiritual disease. It says when you follow the desires of your uh, sinful nature the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. I understand that this is pretty heavy today. I understand this is a lot to take in. But see, sometimes in order to get to the operating table, it just requires understanding what it is that is wrong in our life. I know many people who have had surgeries and they dreaded the surgery. They weren't anticipating a joy of surgery. They weren't looking forward to the recovery process. But most people, when they have tried everything they know to try to fix the problem that they're having, and they come to the conclusion that the only thing that is going to fix the issue or solve the problem is the operation at hand, they are willing to submit to the doctor so that the operation can be performed, so that whatever is broken can be repaired and whatever needs to be removed can be taken away so that they can find healing. And so today, I want to ask you that same question. What is it in this checklist that maybe you're dealing with today that we have to endure the discomfort of our understanding in order to find our healing? You see, when you go to the doctor, one of the worst parts about a doctor's visit and my least favorite is sitting in that waiting room, you feel bad and they give you a clipboard of paper. And on that clipboard, you fill out your name 50 different times, and you give them your address 50 different times, and you give them your date of birth 50 different times. And then there's that list of check boxes where they ask you about what you had for breakfast, and what clothes that you put on yesterday, and what color your socks are. I mean, they get so detailed, and they ask you, Do you have? Uh, Heart conditions in your family or diabetes in your family. Are you dealing with stress issues? Do you have these problems and all of the stuff and you begin checking these boxes to try to Narrow in and place a focus on the area of your life that needs treatment And the Bible has just given us a checklist To help us narrow in our focus of the areas of our life that need to be repaired And so I want to ask you, which one of these and how many of these are on your spiritual checklist? As you get a spiritual checkup today and you're in preparation for a spiritual surgery, which one of these symptoms are you dealing with in your life? The Bible says it's sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, Outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Now, here's what I love about what the Bible has just presented to us. Oftentimes, when we say the sins that are in your life, many of us would go, well, I'm a good person and I'm generous to people and I'm I'm, I'm sort of, you know, good to be around. People kind of like to have me at, at their parties or at their home or, you know, we think of all the good things that are positive about us. And then we try to say, well, I mean, I didn't murder anybody. I don't steal from anybody. I'm, I'm pretty honest. I go to work and I pay my bills and I go to church sometimes. And we try to figure out all of the reasons as to why we should be healthy. The problem is we still have these symptoms that are weighing on us. And the Bible gives us a list from what some of you would consider to be big issues and maybe some of you would consider to be small issues. But I love that the Bible says, hey, I'm going to give you some examples of some things that we're dealing with. But then the Bible says, and all other sins like these. In other words, there's a lot of things that we all struggle with that are in our life that are ailments. And so I'm challenging you today to right now in this moment begin to identify the symptoms that are in your life. What are the symptoms of your spiritual disease? Now, What do we do about these symptoms? It's one thing to identify it. Now I know some of you, you've made the mistake of Googling whatever your problem is. You may have stumped your toe and you Googled it and it gave you the information that you were gonna die in six weeks. I mean, never Google any problem that you're having. But when you find your symptoms and you narrow it down, that's just a small portion of it. Understanding today that we have this spiritual disease is just a small step. See, you're going to have to have a heart transplant. There's going to have to be a removal of something inside of you and it's going to have to be replaced. And I believe today that we need a spiritual heart transplant. But the good news is there's a donor and there's a donor waiting for you today. Number two, write this down. We have a spiritual disease and you need to know that you have a spiritual donor you have a spiritual donor the good news is that this donor was not infe- was not affected by the spiritual disease the donors life was not impacted by the sinful nature this donor lived a perfect life never struggling with sin never walking into sin never uh, achieving sin in their life no they did the exact opposite this individual was able to overcome sin and to avoid sin and to redeem you and me from sin and it just so happens that your donors name is Jesus You see, because we have a spiritual disease in our life, we have to have a transplant, a heart transplant. And so we have a donor through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who has given His life so that you and I could have our old removed and a new brought in. Look at what the Bible says, Galatians 5 and 24. It says this, "...those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and the desires." Of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. You see, those who belong to Jesus Christ, those who have said yes to Jesus, those who have said, Jesus, I want to make you the Savior and the Lord of my life. You see, when we have nailed ourselves and our passions and our desires, our sinful nature to the cross, we have crucified them there. You see, I love that the Bible says that your passions and your desires. Some of you can't get over the fact that you have these desires and you have these passions in your life that are sinful. And you're wondering, what is it that is wrong with me? Why do I have these problems? Why am I facing these issues? Why is it that I'm struggling with this in my life? Why do I enjoy this so much? Why does my body crave it? Why is this my passion? Why is this my desire? It is because you have a sinful disease. That's why Jesus came so that he could be your spiritual donor. The spiritual disease that you have is only remedied by the transplant from a spiritual donor. You see, when you have a transplant, when you receive that new and the old is gone, you take on the attributes of the one in which donated to you. You see, it's called cellular memory in, in our physical being and the way that it works in the natural. There are many stories, and I think they're pretty interesting, of people who have received an organ transplant and they took on the attributes or the likes of the one who donated. For example, Jamie Sherman, a woman who is 24 years old, she had to have a heart transplant and here's what happened. It said after she had the transplant, she felt very angry after her surgery. She woke up literally wanting to fight someone and she had no idea why she felt the way that she felt. She began craving Mexican food, uh, specifically cheese enchiladas. And she said that she had not necessarily just loved Mexican food. It's not that she didn't like it, but she never had a craving for it. But after surgery, she has this this sensation of anger, wanting to fight. She's craving Mexican food, especially cheese, enchiladas. And then six months later, she met her donor's family. And she learned that her donor, who was named Scott Phillips, he, he died in a sports bar fight after suffering head trauma from a blow to the head. And then she began to understand her desire to fight and the anger that she felt. You see, her donor had died in the middle of a rage of anger and in the middle of a fight. She also learned that her donor, Scott Phillips, loved Mexican food and especially cheese enchiladas. Now, there are many stories out there that are just like that that people have reported taking on attributes of people who have been an organ donor. The same thing happens in your life when you receive the, the spiritual donor of Jesus, that what he wants to bring into your life is suddenly better than what was once there. It's the operation. It's the removal or the repairing of something that is not healthy. And so today, the spiritual uh, disease that we have is remedied by our spiritual donor. And that sinful nature of the things that are inside of me that are against God's best for me. Well, the good news is, is that when I receive the spiritual donor, it replaces all of those things. And suddenly, I take on the attributes of Jesus himself. Suddenly, I begin to look at life a little bit differently. My outlook is different. My attitude is different. My words are different. My actions are different. Everything about my life begins to change completely because... I have taken on the attribute of my donor. Your donor has destroyed and has disconnected the sinful nature and the sinful disease from your life. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. So today, your donor is incredible has destroyed and has disconnected and disassociated that sinful disease from your life. And so if you understand you have a spiritual disease and the good news that you have a spiritual donor, number three, what do we do about this? When you get that donor, there has to be an operation. Well, you have a spiritual doctor. You have a spiritual doctor. If you are in line or waiting for that donation and that transplant to take place, well, you have to go into the operation. In order to go into that operation, it requires trust on your part to say, I'm going to submit myself to the care of the physician, to the care of the doctor that I know he is going to take care of me. So that's exactly what God has provided for us is a spiritual doctor. Look at the verse with me. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says this, But the Holy Spirit, maybe underline that where you are, underline that statement, the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. You see, understanding the spiritual disease that's in your life Understanding the spiritual donor that is there ready for you, that Jesus is willing to take place or swap places with you. He's going to destroy and disconnect and disassociate that sinful nature nature because he's going to give you his heart. You'll take on his attributes, but it's the Holy Spirit that performs the operation. The spiritual surgery that needs to take place happens through the power and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, you see. In many contexts, in many churches, we try to we try to write the Holy Spirit out of the picture because sometimes we don't understand the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we think the Holy Spirit can be can be weird. I know, growing up in my context of church, we would say the Holy Ghost, and uh, anytime I would hear the word ghost or or someone hears the word ghost, that doesn't understand. The Spirit of God, they go, I don't, I don't want anything to do with ghosts. I need to call the ghost busters. I don't need anything to do with a ghost in my life. But that's not what it is at all. It's the very presence, it's the very person of God living publicly and privately and personally in my life. It is His dwelling of who He is living inside of me. The Trinity is God the Father, Jesus the Son... And the Holy Spirit. It's like three existing in one. That's what the Trinity is. It's the three of God existing as one. It's like time. Time is past, present, and it's future. There's not three times. There's only one. But it presents itself in yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's how the Holy Spirit works. And the Holy Spirit of your life begins to produce something in your life. The Bible says that it produces love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And there is no law against these things. You see, the spiritual disease presents a big list of things that are against God's best for our life. They are barriers to experiencing the life on purpose that Jesus would have for us and maybe you checked a few of those boxes of things that maybe you're struggling with and you're dealing with and issues that you find yourself unable to overcome and maybe identifying today I need that spiritual donor in my life well I'm asking you today to receive the spiritual doctor to perform the surgery to replace all of those sinful attributes with the very attributes of God that comes through That spiritual surgery. You see, God gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit because he wanted to be personal with us. You see, in the garden, God could could vocally, audibly speak to Adam and Eve. They could commune and speak and, and communicate with God right there in that moment because it was the closeness that was there. But sin separated us from God. Sin put us far away from his voice to the point to where people no longer responded to the voice of God. So God sent His Son, He became flesh on this planet to dwell among us and to live and to die to reconnect us with God the Father. And Jesus said, if I go away, my Holy Spirit will come and it will rest with you and in you so that it will be there for you to empower you and help you and encourage you along your way. After the cross, the Holy Spirit came to empower our lives to do what the bible says not only what jesus was able to do but we could do even far more because of the holy spirit that lives within us jesus is that spiritual donor in our life that we take on his attributes and we become like him but the holy spirit that doctor that is able to, to perform the operation and give us that spiritual surgery and repair what is broken and remove what is unhealthy suddenly we get a life on purpose because Of the spiritual donor and the spiritual doctor working together in our lives to change the lives that we are living and so today I want to encourage you just to take a moment and sit there with your spiritual checklist and say God what is it in my life that I need spiritual surgery on and then maybe today you would want to respond and say Jesus I, I need to receive you as my donor And I need to allow the Holy Spirit, the very presence of God, just to begin performing that surgery on my life. And literally, it's the same thing as walking into that hospital. Is that you would sign your name and say, today I'm signing up for a procedure that would change my life forever. As you are in this moment, you have an opportunity to sign up for something that will literally change your life Forever. And all you have to do is say yes to Jesus and give his very presence in your life the ability to begin performing surgery on your life. And I want to tell you like with any surgery, there's always a recovery. You know, when you leave the doctor, they give you a list of things that you can and cannot do for your recovery. They tell you to take it easy and they tell you to take your medicine and they tell you not to move too much or too soon and they tell you to take it one day at a time. After this spiritual surgery, I want to encourage you that in your time of recovery, that you take it one day at a time and that you need to follow up with your physician daily. You need to be talking with God. You need to be giving him updates on your life and you need to be asking the doctor for his information on what to do and his expertise and his advice on what you need to be doing to take care of your life after this spiritual surgery. You need to make sure that you're taking your medicine and you're reading God's Word and you're getting the the Word of God in your life because that's what brings healing to your life. That's what directs your life. You need to make sure that you're connecting with people, that you're finding good, godly relationships to connect to, people that that will elevate you and people that will not make you less than God's best for who He wants you to be. So I'm encouraging you today. Sign up for a spiritual surgery to say yes to Jesus. Allow the Holy Spirit to change your life and enter into a daily walk with Him in a season of recovery until you become all that God has called and created you to be. It's going to be a great four weeks together. Today was just our consultation. We're just getting to the root of it in our spiritual life. In the weeks to come, we're going to tackle a lot more topics. That we're dealing with in our everyday life but today in this moment i want to pray for you and i want to pray that god will begin to speak to your heart speak to your life in this moment and maybe today you've recognized you have a spiritual disease and today you've recognized that you need god to do something in your life and that you'll receive the spiritual donor and you will allow the spiritual doctor to perform that surgery and maybe you're watching today and you'd say I just need to to get right with God. I have a relationship with God, but He's calling me to something. I'm dealing with something. I need to take my spiritual life to a deeper level. So today would be your day to make that decision in your relationship with Jesus. I want to pray for you. God, right now, with all of my friends watching online, Father, I am so thankful for each and every one of them. And Father, it is my prayer that today, God, if there's one person that doesn't have a personal relationship with you, God, this would be our moment and this would be our opportunity. Father, that we've understood that we have a spiritual disease and that we have a spiritual donor through Jesus who is willing to give us what we need to overcome the sin in our life. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit that performs that spiritual surgery so that we can be whole and we can be healed. I pray for any person saying yes to Jesus today. Forgive us of our sin. We choose to put you first. And I pray for all of my friends that just may be struggling in an area of their life. God, whatever it is that they're struggling with today, it could be depression. Father, it could be sickness. It could be their relationships, their finances. God, it could be their their outlook on life. God, it could be their mental health, their emotional health. Whatever it is today, God, I pray that you reach them right where they are. You know the need, God, and you are the only one that can make an eternal difference in their life. And so today we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.